Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Good morning. As a reminder, this is the final weekend to get in any nominations for our 40 Under 40 Award. Nominations close Sunday night. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Friday, October 30th. We made it to Friday. The news this morning starts around Trevor Lawrence. The Clemson quarterback has tested positive for COVID. He will be inactive for the Clemson Tigers game this weekend against Boston College. He also may be unavailable for the team's game next Saturday when it has its biggest regular season game of the year against Notre Dame. Today was expected to be the deadline for the NBA and the NBPA to make decisions about the future of the next season, or they could opt out of the collective bargaining agreement they have made. But most insiders expect that deadline to be pushed back, as both sides still have to work through several issues before finalizing a return-to-play scenario for the 2021 season. We've talked about this on the Buzzcast. One significant issue to be determined is when next season will start. Players want a later start. Adam Silver and management want an earlier start around December 22nd. Keep your eye on that story as it progresses, but a deadline likely to be extended through the weekend. I don't want to end the week without touting what Major League Baseball was able to accomplish. And although the end of the World Series and the season was certainly overshadowed by Justin Turner, I still think Rob Manfred, management, and the players specifically deserve a lot of credit and should be proud of what it accomplished this year. Many people did not think in July and August that baseball would be crowning a champion. They unbelievably faced challenges. They worked through those challenges. Players specifically adjusted and were able to get into a consistent rhythm. And the fact that they had no COVID positive tests for so long is a true compliment to the plans and the protocols of the league and the work of the players and officials. And if we take a step back, remember baseball is the first league to be played entirely outside and to start and end its season entirely in the post-COVID world. They do deserve credit. Now they have to look towards next season, and that won't be easy, but we all should acknowledge what baseball has been able to accomplish this year. Steve Cohen needs 23 votes today. Well, actually 22 votes today because you know the Mets are going to approve his takeover of the team, but he needs those votes today to become the Mets' new principal owner. There's a strong expectation that Cohen will receive the necessary votes when baseball votes today. A number of outlets noting prior to today's vote that White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf has been known to be an opponent of Cohen and has tried to block his purchase of the Mets, but sources told the New York Post it was unlikely Reinsdorf would get enough no votes to thwart the deal. But an undercurrent to this story is that New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio 
he must still approve the transaction, and apparently he is looking at potential loopholes that could bar Cohen from taking over the Mets. So there's still a lot of intrigue around Steve Cohen taking over the Mets. There's a lot of intrigue today around Jerry Reinsdorf because the White Sox hired Tony La Russa as their new manager on Thursday. The 76-year-old La Russa last managed with the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011. There's history here between Jerry Reinsdorf and Tony La Russa. La Russa managed the White Sox in the 80s. They've been friends ever since. Reinsdorf has regretted the day that he fired La Russa from the White Sox bench. La Russa, of course, went on to great success at the Oakland A's. But there's a lot of opposition to this hiring in the Chicago marketplace. The Chicago media is pretty critical of this move today. So the White Sox are going to be on the defensive over the next few days. Remember, though, Chicago White Sox, a young, up-and-coming team. They made it to the wild card round this year. Many in the Chicago media were hoping that Ryan Sorf would hire maybe A.J. Hinch, who is now close to a deal with the Detroit Tigers, or Alex, who remains on the market. Many wonder if Larusa, at 76 years old, is the right person at the right time to manage such a young and up-and-coming team. But it's a very interesting story how Reinsdorf reached back to his past and hired his friend Tony LaRusso, who, of course, his credentials are certainly never, never in question. Let's shift to the NFL because the league is starting to talk to its business partners about Super Bowl week. It's stated that Super Bowl opening night and other major events that normally precede Super Bowl Sunday will likely go virtual only or be canceled altogether. Monday night's opening night with both teams and media will not happen in its usual form. There'll be no ticketed access and all the interviews will be virtual. Saturday night's NFL Honors Award Show will now be just a made-for-TV production event. No red carpet, no tickets available, something similar to the NFL draft. For those corporate sponsors or business partners listening to this morning's buzzcast, the NFL House, which is always an oasis for a busy, busy Super Bowl weekend where you can always just go and catch your breath, the NFL house has been cut out entirely. I thought an interesting deal announced yesterday that the NFLPA has acquired an ownership stake in the daily fantasy company Monkey Knife Fight. Now, Monkey Knife Fight is North America's third largest daily fantasy company, and that marks a significant step for NFL players who have typically been excluded commercially from fantasy sports. The multi-year deal was negotiated through One Team Partners. Remember, One Team Partners is the joint venture created by the NFLPA, the MLBPA, and Jerry Cardinal's Red Bird Capital Partners. Let's move over to the NHL. We mentioned on the Buzzcast earlier this week the issues facing the Arizona Coyotes and their first draft pick, Mitchell Miller. Well, it was noted yesterday that the Coyotes renounced their rights to Miller. This came after the selection of Miller was widely criticized after a report this week that detailed Miller's bullying and racist taunting of a black youth, Isaiah Meyer Crothers. The club issued an apology to the Meyer Crothers family, and Coyotes president Xavier Gutierrez said that what they learned about Miller's taunting in the past did not align with the core values and the vision for the organization. I want to end on a couple of quick things. Liga 1 and Liga 2 in France, they will continue to play, but they will play without fans in the stands. The country of France now has a new national lockdown until December 1st. Liga 1 had seen clubs have between 1,000 to 5,000 fans per game in attendance, but that will not be the case. 
as France is dealing with a major influx of cases of COVID-19. And finally, for all you deadheads out there, I don't know if you caught it, but on Wednesday night, ESPN showed Fire on the Mountain. It is a half-hour show by Teton Gravity Research. It was a fun step back into the great music of the dead. It featured a mix of some of the dead's best music. It had great extreme skiing highlights narrated by Bill Wall. And if you missed it, I'm sure you can catch it again on ESPN. It'll also air on ABC November 22nd. It features some great versions of some dead classics. Hat tip to Burke Magnus at ESPN for shepherding that project. So it's worthy to check out Fire on the Mountain. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Friday, October 30th. Remember, deadline closes this weekend for 40 under 40. I'm Abe Madcore. Have a great weekend. Be good to each other. Stay safe. I'll talk to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.